welcome to the Boost Hospitality Podcast. We're in season six, episode eight. And in this episode, I'm talking about documenting your business journey. And I'm talking to Sally Kemba. So for those of you who don't know Sally, she has been into property now for coming up to three years. Um, and then two years ago, she started up a podcast because she thought it'd be a good idea to document her essay journey. And she has been somebody that I've been following now for a while. I've loved her podcast series and I love how she talks about the good and the bad and she likes to pass tips along the way. In this episode, we're going to talk about Sally's past, about her artist career, about how she started to work with Progressive, all about Progressive founder Rob Moore, why she likes him and why she relates to him. And she passes on a couple of tips here and there. So without further ado, please sit back and listen to this episode with Sally Kember of SA Secrets. What we're going to be doing tonight is I'm going to be chatting to Sally Kember. We're going to be talking all about um, documenting your business startup and the the pros and cons of doing so. Um, a reason why I asked Sally to help me out on this episode is because I've been following and tuning into uh, Sally's podcast, which is the Service Accommodation Secrets podcast, which is really good because, like what Sally is really good at, is documenting her journey. Um, as in, we're going to go into what Sally did before service accommodation and, and short stay accommodation we're going to go through all of that and um, we've got a pretty decent i got a pretty decent episode lined up so if you want to you can tune on in um, this is going to get packaged all up afterwards and i'm going to put it together and we're going to turn it into a podcast episode for boostly it's going to get the video is going to get edited and we're going to do all of that um, one thing i will want to say is that whilst recording this episode please come in and say hi. I won't be answering any questions live. It's purely a case for you just to tune in and, and find out more about Sally and, and the podcast. Uh, but afterwards, if you want to find out more about Sally, about the podcast, about what she's doing, um, she will come in on this live and sort of answer any comments later in the comment section below. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the episode. Like I say, feel free to tune on in. Um, and if anybody wants to find out more afterwards, you just go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. All right. So if everybody is ready, Sally is ready. So we're going to, we're going to get started. Okay. Welcome to the Boostly podcast. We are on season six, episode eight. And in this episode, we are going to talk all about documenting and why you should document your your business startup and the pros and cons of doing so. And in this episode, I reached out to somebody that I've been following for quite a while now. Um, this lady has documented her business startup in the form of audio and in the form of a podcast. And it uh, has really helped me when I wanted to find out more about service accommodation. Obviously, my background is hospitality, it's bed and breakfast, it's, it's cottages. Um, and when I've wanted to research more into service accommodation, which is the theme of this season of the Boost Hospitality podcast, I, like I say, I, I reached out to a few people and um, I got onto tuning into Sally's podcast episodes. 
what I like really about what Sally does is that she, like I say, she documents the start and the pros and the cons and, and what she's trying and things that she's trying. And I've picked up a couple of tips that I can put into my hospitality business. So I'm really looking forward to getting her on, on this episode. So before we start, before we start going into the questions, I just want to bring in Sally. I just want to say hi and welcome. If you can just take a couple of minutes just to explain more about you, about your journey into um, short stay accommodation and service accommodation where you are in the world and just a little bit more and and yeah hi sally welcome to the show hi yeah good to be here thanks for asking me mark lovely so yeah so just introduce yourself um where you are in the world and yeah just let us know a little bit more about you please if you could yeah sure so uh, I live in West Sussex and operate five service departments and rent to SA in Redhill in Surrey, so in the southeast of the UK. And I've only been doing it about a year and a half or a bit longer, um, and was completely new to it. Uh, really came in through property, which I was new to um, until about two years ago, really. So. It's all been a learning curve and um, I'm actually an artist by vocation. That's my real thing that I really love doing. And in fact, I do rent my art to our essay units as well. So my screen prints and paintings are on the wall. Uh, so I really love doing that. And my husband works with me as well. He tends to be on the technical side in the background, making things work like the internet. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know, all sorts of things doing with the systemization he's brilliant with as well. So awesome. yeah, that's where we are now. Lovely. So what made you get into property? I'd like to say you're, you're a budding artist. Um, you uh, have been involved in, in that for, for quite a while. What was the, the, the sort of the jump and what made you go down this route of short stay accommodation? Okay, so really in terms of well property isn't property at all is it service accommodation it's hospitality which is what you're in but uh we did property training together um as i say just a couple of years or so ago we started peter had done some property training before that but we were both keen to kind of look at ways to become more financially independent and service accommodation seemed like a good way to have a cash flowing strategy and you know you can combine it well with property as well so did lots of training and all different types of property strategies and then uh, started off with this one and you know we've got other things going on as well but um it's yeah really the journey to be financially independent because i actually haven't had a proper job i'm kind of unemployable i don't know <laughs> it's artist temperament maybe i don't know but I really like working with people and you meet all sorts of interesting people. And I, I actually quite enjoy property as well, but haven't done much else with it. I, there are lots of other things I'd like to do as well. Amazing. So uh, you, you touched upon it there. You've done a lot of training. Um, yeah. And there are a ton of companies out there who offer yeah. property training and essay training. So which one did, did you go with and, and why did you choose to go with that, that, that company? Okay, so with Progressive Property, we did a basic kind of masterclass, which was all about buy-to-lets and just an intro into property, because we have our own residential property and have done for ages, but, you know, just the whole business of 
of being in property, we learned initially with them and then we carried on with them because I really like their ethos and they give a lot of content actually and uh, it's then the, the step is to then put it into action but yeah they have a have a lot of really good trainers and very inspiring we met loads of really fab people you know they're not just into property they're into all sorts of really interesting things and there's a whole network with progressive property and, and lots of great people so you mentioned um when it comes to doing you know they, they give you all the help and whatnot and you've, you've yeah. obviously done the training and you did the service accommodation training and like i said you've done property because you've got different things going on and, and different mm -hmm. different assets so we're going to focus just on the service accommodation part yeah uh, what did you find was the biggest hurdle from doing the training to then actually getting in and getting started Okay, so to be accountable was a good thing because we did like a three-day training and then we did a mastermind for six months, which was good because we were looking for a rent to SA um, rather than purchasing um, and it just seemed to take forever to find a property and I don't know how much of that was procrastination, fear and, you know, stepping out of, of the norm, shall we say. Um, and the fact it just was a bit problematic, problematical. So I'd go and see agents and say too much, um, or I'd go and say not enough. And we did different role plays together because it just wasn't kind of working. And then finally, um, we met some developers who were freeholders who've been going for quite a long time in our area, and they um, are the guys we're still working with, and they're brilliant. So uh, yeah, it just took a long time to find property really but I think it's also a big mindset thing um, I'm quite into different mindset aspects and exploring all of that um, I'm quite spiritual really I think mindset is huge it's kind of everything really because without the right attitude you just don't do anything really yeah. and um, so I think that was key and also if we hadn't been accountable I think it would have been easy to kind of drift off and and not do anything yeah is there a large from, from what you've seen and from other people that you've been on the courses with and kept in contact with and all the groups you may be a part of have you have you seen that the, the the ratio of the people that go on the actual courses to actually do something is that high or is that low like from from, from what you've from what you've seen and from from what you've witnessed mm, probably from the actual like initial course it's probably fairly low in a way because some people are trying out to see if they like the idea of it they do their numbers and they think well now i can't see it working but from the mastermind i think actually a lot of people did implement it there are very few who didn't yeah. Yeah. i'd say that that was really high that's probably 90 percent. i would say is really high on the mastermind so um but i found and um, you might be going to ask me this but with the with the learning, when you learn all this stuff in theory, it's all fine. But then when you go and do it for real, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I started the podcast, really. That's a, a nice little segue into the podcast. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of podcasts out there. There's tons of podcasts out there if you, if you, if you look at them. But um, you sort of went down a, a different tactic of sort of documenting your journey what you did well what you did wrong which is i love that by the way that you document the failures as well as the successes and you just sort yeah. of brought it all in nicely so 
go back to episode one or the planning stage you were at, at what part of your journey were, were you on the course at this stage or is this the mastermind that you thought about doing this when did all of this come together why did you start doing it and, mm. and sort of explain well because as i said i like progressive so i've done quite a lot of training courses with them and one of them is actually a podcasting course <laughs> and it was when rob moore was um presenting it because um I wouldn't really necessarily have thought of it otherwise. I do listen to them anyway. And it's, I don't know, just when you're in a group and you kind of got ideas bouncing off each other, I thought, well, what have I learned? And what am I doing? I'm doing service accommodation. I think there's a huge um, gap between the learning and the doing. So I thought to help people, um, it would just be really good to do that. But I had been up and running for a year, yeah, already yeah. by then and i'll have to admit it took me six months to actually start the podcast because i was i was scared yeah. <laughs> so there you go. no that's fine i mean that's absolutely common with a lot of people like even doing something like this you know chatting and yeah. being live is, is 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 a big step to make um and obviously when you you've got the idea of a podcast and, and actually getting from a to b is, is a big step but what was what made you do that jump what made you go you know okay I'm just going to go for it I'm going to put it out there I'm going to see what happens well I think I really like helping people is my key thing so I thought well I can't really do that if I hide somewhere um nobody will know what I'm doing and I can't help them so I was really uh, what I was actually concerned about is people thinking I was going to come across as an expert if you like so it's much more a commentary and as you say documenting what I'm doing because I'm quite new to it there are loads of people with lots of service departments service accommodation unit you know they've got really big companies and they could easily do something like that and you know a, a presentation or lives and they know so much more than me but I think what I was um, feeling would be valuable for people is for people who are fairly new or um, started quite recently that a bit to help them and share the fact that it's not all amazing because you know you see a lot of the hype and how fabulous it is but there's also the downside and it's how you solve all those different problems and things as well yeah. uh, and so what made me take the leap was really there's no point doing all this training and and wanting to help people if you just don't do it so I just actually started doing Facebook lives in order to launch the podcast because I thought you know with the podcast you can just sit behind a microphone can't you and not be visible but I thought well if I do a weekly live then everybody will see what I'm talking about what I'm doing in my business so there's two things there a it means I'm saying I'm going to do a podcast therefore I have to because I'm doing Facebook live and then b um it means that you know I'm sharing information on what I'm doing in my business so it keeps me accountable and actually better in my business I think because I'm talking to people about it um, and it helps them. What I like as well is that's repurposing content so by going live on Facebook you take that and yeah. um, explain to me the process so you go live on Facebook and you do your episode what are the next steps from them getting it where it's on itunes for example or insert podcast uh, oh, okay provider. so yeah sure we've got a uh, platform called omni studio and i think you can have up to uh four channels on there with the with the um setup we've got 
and so you can either just record so i've got a zoom recorder and you can have um you know we've got a c1 microphone which looks like a traditional kind of microphone so i tend to have that set up if i am just at home or at the apartments or somewhere where i can set up the equipment as well um as well as my phone recording the live because that has better audio than my phone yeah uh, so if i've got a zoom recording as well then um, i did start off with an outsourcer actually because I just needed to get going and my husband Pete as I said he's very technical and he said oh I'll edit it for you it's like okay and of course he's a really busy man and it's like I'm never going to get started so I found um, an audio editor who um, put together my first six episodes because it's really good to have six episodes sort of in the bank so when you launch people have got something to listen to so he helped me do that and then um, he probably edited it more than we do now. So when I said hi to people in the lives, he'd edit that out. Um, and I've got an intro and an outro. So we basically, um, we're supposed to have five seconds of silence, but I find silence a bit of a challenge. Um, so <laughs> then we basically have the intro and the outro put on the end of the audio of a Facebook Live most of the time. Nice. Um, sometimes so you- I do an extra section for more information yeah so you record it you now just i mean so you've got this thing was it called omni channel what was it? is that like a software omni studio omni yeah studio. omni studio so basically you record the episode it goes straight into there and yeah. then it goes off and it appears on itunes Simple. yeah itunes stitcher and spotify there you go. So you, you can be so I'm on Spotify. It's <laughs> very right. exciting. So uh, on any Amazon Alexa, you know, I, I discovered this the other day that Boostly Podcast is now on Spotify. Um, so I was able to impress my 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 seven my six year old, sorry, and my and my three year old by putting on the Boostly Podcast, which was which was a lot of fun. So yeah, now <laughs> you're, you're you're there as well, which is which is amazing. And I say what I like about it, what the way you do it is it it repurposes content so instead of having to go right so i'm going to do a facebook live and i'm going to record separate audio another task another time i can do this and you've got all of that and then if you wanted to then you could um so what i do is there's a there's a really cool little app called otter otter otter.io jessica Lorimer introduced me to this and this is a, a transcription tool and what I then do with this is I run the podcast through there. It transcribes it all. So then we've got a blog post. Um, so again, it's just repurposing content. So you've got more and more things that you can do. Yeah. And again, it keeps it evergreen, which is really cool. Because then when people are searching on Google search, for example, it can then come up in the, in the, in, in the future, which is, which, which, is, which is great. So no, I, I really do like it. Um, now, you mentioned somebody very, um, very briefly, Rob Moore. Mm-hmm. So for those of you people who are watching and tuning in, and there will be a lot of people who don't know who Rob Moore is, can you just give a little bit of background of, of who he is and what he does? He seems like he's got fingers in a lot of pies with property and <laughs> podcasting and all the things that are going on. So just for people who don't know, just to try and explain to me a little bit more about who Rob Moore is. Okay, so he and his partner, Mark Hamer, um, own and run Progressive Property and they have other companies so unlimited success as well and that's more of a sort of amazon business um and he has a couple of podcasts as well disruptive entrepreneur and the money podcast and i don't know i like 
Rob quite a lot. I'm resonating with him quite a lot. He um, was an artist and a failed artist by his own admission. Sorry, Rob. Um, but <laughs> he's really interesting because he said he was um, arrogant and you know didn't like uh, people like um, Tracy Emin, you know, and Damien Hurst, who was so successful in art, and he just thought it was all wrong, and he didn't know anything about sales, he didn't charge enough, and honestly, I can resonate quite a lot with that, because actually I um, did a degree and did commercial illustration, but I've always just loved art, and it, it's um, one of those things where, I don't know, artists are supposed to starve in, in a garret, and then when they're dead, everybody buys their art. That's the thing that I bought into, which is not right. <laughs> I don't like it. And uh, so that kind of aspect of him, I really resonated with. And I've seen him speak at quite a few events because we've done mentoring with um, Progressive as well. As I say, you know, just to keep the kick up the backside to keep things going. And um, just, he's really into the whole mindset aspect as well which I really enjoy mm. so the thing I went to at the weekend was a mindset and money event and he's just written a book called I'm worth more and it's really fascinating you know what you believe you can do you can do whereas if you don't have the belief or you don't have the imperative to do things to drive you forward you're not likely to do them and I don't know, I think people like that are very inspiring and, and sometimes when you're having a really bad day and you think, you know, this is such a pain, you could just go and get a job and that's the kind of thing they were talking about at that weekend I went to, the, the Mindset and Money event, is when you're an entrepreneur, when you've got your own business, you have a different set of challenges than somebody who um, decides, oh yeah, I'm going to go and work for somebody else. Um, but, you know, it's on your terms, isn't it? So I think that's the great thing about it. And uh, Rob's very much an ideas person, so he has a lot of different things he starts, podcasts being one of them, and they do all sorts of events, um, at progressive all the time. And he's got a bit of a reputation for being heavy on sales. And I was at this super conference that they did recently with Grant Cardone in London as well, and there were quite a lot of sales there. But some really interesting people speaking as well. So you do get a huge amount of content and learning as well. So, you know, you can sit on your hands and not get your credit card out and learn a huge amount. But I think their mission is global financial freedom, which I think is pretty awesome. And so I think coming from that place of really caring about people and what they can achieve, I think, well, the selling's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I can live with that. The more, uh, you, so, uh, yeah. the, the more you talk about Rob and how much you relate to him, I can totally see why you went with Progressive to do your yeah. original courses because, you know, being a fellow painter, talking about mindset, two things that you're really big on, and I can totally see why. Now, did you do a lot of research into Rob and Mark before you went with Progressive? Or was it a recommendation? I mean, how did you come to choosing them to be the ones that you did, did your training with? Um, honestly, it's a bit weird because um, probably lots of people watching, listening, have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, which we read a long time ago. And 
did training with other people so I also trade forex that's another thing I like doing and I'm doing a thing with another guy Dylan Denitra which is market mastery at the moment and that's all about um, not just creating wealth for um, myself and my family but also people beyond that so starting to contribute to sustainable UN goals and things like that so more legacy creation but years ago I did training with another company in Forex and I supported um, people in a group because I like helping people I was a bit involved in things um, and Pete did some property training but kind of went a bit pear-shaped but my cousin who's a bit younger than me we got him into property and then he dragged Pete, my husband, off to Progressive for a discovery day from which Pete rang me and said, we have to start learning properties. And that was a couple of years ago. So it was like this weird circle of <laughs> things yeah. that happened. Um, so on that we got day, my cousin to think. On that day, Pete firmly didn't have his hands on his Oh, bum on his hands, no. sorry. Hands <laughs> was out and he got started. Okay, cool. So yeah, I, and you see, I do... I'm nice not really bad on sales, but I love shopping, so I do tend to, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get yeah. it. So, and, and it makes sense because this is where you are now, and you've got, like, say, you've got the five properties, you've got lots of other things yeah. going on. And, like I said, the, the podcast has been um, being part of that. So, we've teased it long enough. What is your podcast? How can people find it? Do we have a link? How can people sort of find out more? Uh, there'll be lots of people watching this who maybe at right at yeah. the very start of their podcast journey, but maybe people who are a year, two years in, but you know, podcasts are fantastic because they can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it, you know, in transport, you can listen to it when you're doing the dishes, a, a great medium part of contact the content that you can, you can listen to. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast. How can people find out more? Okay, so my podcast, you can literally, um, we'll give the link, but you can literally search for Service Accommodation Secrets on um, iTunes in there, or on your phone, just search it up, or Stitcher, or Spotify, and I think I'm on episode 36, or thereabouts, and I started off with an introduction to Service Accommodation, but then into different areas, like, you know, people have trouble with different areas and suggested that they need help with pitching to agents which I needed help with early on so I know the downsides you know how you can say too much put them off or not say enough um, and things like uh, you're setting up your service department and having different methods so you don't overspend you know inventory things like that um, researching areas, doing your due diligence so you know you're in a good area for things that you need to have nearby yeah. and uh, the type of client that you want to attract, you know, what kind of guests do you want, do you want contractors, do you want sort of corporate guests which is what we kind of aim at or are you high end, all those kind of things. So there's a lot of practical stuff to do with setting up but then, as you said, I have quite a lot of episodes where I'm just talking about what's happened in the week. Yeah. And sometimes weird stuff goes on. <laughs> and we do things like interview cleaners and have trial shifts. And I talk about all those kinds of things. So if somebody's thinking of setting up service accommodation, I'd suggest starting at the beginning with the intro. If you're already in service accommodation and you've got different issues that happen from time to time, um, yeah, there, there are already lots of different subjects in there that, mm. that could help 
and I'm always happy to have feedback on other areas that I could cover because people said to me well how can you just keep doing a weekly thing you know surely not enough happens it's like well it does <laughs> and it's always learning growing and you know how to expand and which uh, is the life of hospitality like you said right at the very very start I think a lot yeah. of people when they get into service accommodation or property and they they go down this magical route and uh, of uh, of service accommodation rent to rent to essay as you call it and it's like right amazing yeah. we get the property we do all the hard work we get the <laughs> sign off from the landlord we, we do the property up and then it's shit we have to get people in and then it's like okay so <laughs> where do we go how do we do it what do we do it you've managed to get a few first booking you get your channel manager sorted whoever that may be you get listed on all the sites you do all the work and you get people through the door and then the hard work begins and i think that's what mm. people just do not understand is that when you get people through yeah. the door that's not the easy bit that's the hard part because anything can happen and like you said this is where you keep getting weekly content is because everything can happen and yeah. this is what i love about your podcast is that you document this and you show this and you put it out there in you know it's not heavily edited you don't hide um you know hide away from the things that aren't going well you document it well which is which is what i love because my big problem with a lot of these salesy events is that they only sell the dream they talk about passive income and this other thing that i've heard yeah. no money down and and this is the thing that so many people don't get and coming from a hospitality point of view and from the hospitality community which is my facebook group and and um is that every single day and every single week in there we have something called the, the tuesday rant and we we talk about <laughs> the things that go wrong and there are so many things that go wrong and this is why yeah. the inspiration for doing this whole series talking to yourself and talking to so many people from this from the accommodation world and the service accommodation world is just to sort of go well these are the sort of things that can go wrong and these are the sort of things that property people can can do and learn from from the hospitality but like I said in other episodes, there's so many things that people in the service accommodation do so well that hospitality people can learn from as well. So thank you so much for coming on today. Um, now, you mentioned about, before we leave, you mentioned that uh, you like to get feedback and you like people to contribute to future episodes and you do this for a Facebook group. How can people find that Facebook group? Okay, so my Facebook group is Service Accommodation Secrets Group. Um, uh, it's probably easier to just have in the description the actual address isn't it yeah and uh, people can ask to join it um because i did by mistake add people which is a big no-no isn't it but i do also have a page with the same name service accommodation secrets but all just search up my name because i yeah. post property stuff on my own page and service accommodation stuff on my own page so that's the best place to start we've got a sally kemba go into facebook search type that in if you're listening to this um, on the podcast and you want to find out more go to facebook.com type in uh, the search Sally Kemba and she'll come up and then from there you'll be able to find the group the podcast uh, pretty much anything you want so Sally thank you so much for coming on today um, really really appreciate it and I'm sure that everybody You're listening welcome. will, will uh, want to find out more like I say if you want to find out more about Sally please 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 head over to Facebook type in Sally Kemba Kemba is K-E-M-B-E-R from there, you can find the group, you can find the podcast and everything else uh, that Sally contributes. And thank you so much for listening today. Um, this has been podcast episode eight of series six of the Boostly podcast 
all I ask is that if you've enjoyed this episode, you head over to iTunes and you go give it one of those lovely five-star reviews or wherever you are listening to it, go and, and hit the review button. If you want to find out more, uh, go to booster.co.uk forward slash podcast. Like I said, this is episode eight. We've had seven, on, seven other episodes in this series. Uh, you can go and listen back to Elaine Watt, where we talk about networking. Uh, we've got David Dyack, where we talk about growing your service accommodation business. We've got David and Amanda Healy, uh, part of SA Angels, talking about outsourcing. Right back to number one with Jason Living, where we talk about the basics. And then Trish McGear, episode two, where we talk about how to approach landlords. And she gives you an actual script on how to do so, which is even, even better. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week where we have got uh, episode nine coming up and if you've got any feedback if you want anybody that you want me to feature on these podcasts please let me know come over to facebook facebook.com forward slash boostly uk send me a message and i'll see what i can do but thank you very much for tuning in and i'll speak to you all very very soon all right that's the live stream done all good Excellent. Thank That's a really minutes. short. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. Um, what are we on? Let me just pause this. 32 minutes. Really? 32 minutes, yeah. Which is, uh, which, which awesome. is really good. So that's, that's perfect. So um, what I'll do, let me just stop the recording. I almost... Okay.